As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to Lads and Powers. This is Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus. We're a uh, special edition of our, our podcast today. Here, the Blackhawks announced Luke Richardson as their head coach, and we're we're downtown in the uh, fancy Blackhawks store. We're actually above the Blackhawks store. This yeah. is this is this looks like the you know like the the room that like Winthorpe hung out in in Trading Places. I mean, this is like you know fancy fine leather furniture. This is a nice place. I'm not allowed to be. We, in we have, do you remember the 2013 playoffs? Or it might have been 20, no, it was 2013 or 2014. It was during one of the Kings Conference Finals. And we had a meeting, uh, we had a, a, a media availability at the Beverly Wilshire. Oh, yeah, then we weren't staying, allowed to stay. And there. they wouldn't let us even stay in the lobby to tweet out quotes. The, I remember it was like a the, Lamborghini the hotel, outside. Yeah, the hotel staff was like shooing us out because we were wearing jeans. Yeah, we, no, I don't know if it was. I they, feel like they, we, they just knew that we weren't supposed <laughs> we just, to be we there. We clearly did not belong <laughs> we, to the we Beverly were not Wilshire. Staying there. That's how I feel in this room right now. Like someone's going to give us the bums rush. Yeah, I. I that probably will happen soon. We should probably wrap it up. But uh, we were uh, we were fortunate enough to have Luke Richardson on the uh, on the podcast here for for bits, and he was introduced and he talked for you know him and Kyle Davidson talked for about thirty minutes. And um, it, it, obviously, we've, we've talked about this position coming into it, how unique it is, knowing probably that you're not expected to win, probably not expected to win. Not for wanting, many, they don't want you yeah, to win. Not not to win for a few years. So, um, you know, I, I think he's got to manage that question, knowing that. Yeah, like you can't promise anything that yeah. you're going to win right away, but also knowing that, yeah, the, the, the natural impulse is, yeah, I mean, as long as Cannon Taves and everyone's here, like they, they want to win games. Yeah, when we asked him about that, because I mean, I think this is a guy who played 21 years in the NHL, and everyone we talked to about him says he's like hyper, hyper competitive. You don't just suddenly switch a, uh, a, a flip a switch in your brain and suddenly, no, I'm here for the process and the long term. He wants to win. 
And uh, I think he's going to be more in that Taves and Kane camp. We're all last year. Taves and Kane are like, you know, it doesn't have to take that long. It could take a year or two. He could bounce back quicker. Look at Colorado. I think that's going to be a mentality. There's going to be a little push and pull there between I, I, management how and that, the team. Like everyone can say that now, but it, a week from now, if the Brinkett or Strom could be yeah. weak, like it, it, this team. And depending on what goalies they have. Yeah, like this team could feel a lot different than the optimism could be drained from them pretty quickly, you know? <laughs> but I, I think you're still, you're never going to convince no, a player. No. You know, I did a story a few years ago. I remember I was in Winnipeg and I was uh, talking to Marcus Kruger after morning. Shift. Remember, we used to go into locker rooms. That was nice. I miss Marcus Kruger. Talking to Marcus Kruger of all people, I'm, and I'm I'm trying to write a story about tanking because the Hawks were kind of getting into that mode. And you know, it's a really it's it's a difficult line to walk. Where you know, the premise of the story was players don't tank and they don't even like the idea of it and it's offensive to them. But when you ask a player about tanking, that's he's hearing it, it's like, are you trying to lose? And like that's not what I was saying. Marks was like, I'm not trying to lose. And they got all like mad at me. It was like it was like you, know, little, you get that little fire that Kruger had. It was it was interesting to hear because like no matter what things look like on October eleventh, whenever opening day is gonna be, those guys are out there trying to win. Yeah. You're 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 competing for jobs, especially young players, you're competing to, to prove you belong, and you do that by winning. And Luke Richardson's not here to lose. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic, that push and pull, where the team wants you to kind of lose for a year or two. Yeah. It's a front, team front office's doesn't. job to, yeah. to make them lose, right? No, it's like, reasonable on both sides. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And it's a team's job to win a win game. So, yeah, there's this push and pull, but it, it'll be interesting to see how depleted the team is to, to create. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the top shelf on the uh, the, the Blackhawks team store just to the right of Richardson was Dylan Strome and Calvin DeHaan t-shirts. So when you uh, walk in there, like Colin Delia. And yeah, like Colin Delia was the like big this, display case. A lot of changes <laughs> coming in this team store. So, yeah. so uh, they still got a lot of, uh, of Taze and Kane jerseys out there, obviously. But uh, if you want a, a Dylan Strom shirt, it's probably going to be on sale in about yeah, two weeks. Yeah, just wait. We wait a few weeks, probably. So uh, let's get right into our interview here because we got to do some writing. Um, we uh, are joined by Luke Richardson, new Blackhawks head coach. We're joined by new Blackhawks head coach, Luke Richardson. How does that sound? Uh, it's still surreal, but it's so exciting. Uh, you know, I'm just thrilled today. Uh, what, what was your your perspective on the Blackhawks just as an outsider last year? Obviously, you know, you, go, you guys were going through your own stuff in Montreal, but what was the perspective on this team from the outside? Um, you know, I mean, I think uh, you know, I mean, as soon as you think of the Chicago Blackhawks, you think of uh, you know uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, and then the uh, the Seth Jones to me coming in here was a huge move. He's the number one defenseman in this league, and. Um, you know, I mean, and I think, I think with uh, what we had going on in Montreal, it seemed very similar over here. Um, you know, I mean, expectations were higher than you know, I mean, what uh, the product on the ice was delivering, and uh, you know, frustration sets in, things kind of fall apart, and you know, then teams will start trading at, because they realize, okay, it's not working. We're going to have to almost start over here and and build up. So you know, you trade like a guy like Flurry and get the best assets that you can, and. and and, um, you know, very similar to what we went through in Montreal. So I kind of felt that pain. And, uh, but you know what? Uh, they have the right attitude. They, it seems like coming here just over the last few weeks, uh, meeting people, a lot of people are new uh, with a ho- hockey experience or with really good business experience. And same thing, um, you know, I mean, in management and now coaching staff and even some players that are going to be newer and younger. And I think they really want that relationship uh, to grow together. And uh, they, they have a good plan for that. And I, I'm really feeling honored to be a part of it. In a lot of ways, I know the Blackhawks felt some pain this year, but not having the first round pick, it feels like there's going to be probably some more pain in the next couple of years. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, I, I know that tanking is not where the you know, coaches or players are used, but that if they align themselves with one of those top three picks next season that are all supposed to be, you know, sort of generational talents, 
how do you how do you manage that as a coach and, and, and coming into this job knowing that one of the paths forward is rebuilding is you know trying to assess, you know attain as many high end prospects and, and then obviously the easiest way to do that is through drafting you know having a top draft pick. Yeah, they've 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 uh, alluded to that that that's the plan is building through the draft and you know really having a you know stereotypical when you look at you know the uh, special players like in the league that are uh, big rangy defensemen that can move pucks and, and like defend uh, quick and uh, you know I mean use a range and physicality I think that that's something that's kind of a priority but you you don't know what's available you can't promise that you can't you have to look for it try and find it somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, that's something that, that it's definitely speed down the middle is always a good thing in this league. And, uh, you know, I know next year is supposed to be a big draft. Um, uh, so, you know, I mean, priority getting a first rounder this year, I know it still is for them, but I know I just, I agree with Kyle when you force things, uh, things, uh, you know, in the long run, uh, don't really work out. So you have to make sure something fits. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're working consistently every day to try and find that fit and try and find a, a high pick this year as long as well as next year looking ahead. And yeah, sure, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a, some you know growing pains and some building blocks um, next year. But you know, for me, I'm an optimist that I, and I'm like I, I I think my plan of how the culture is alone not even figuring out the, the total systems yet because we got to figure out what the, the lineup is first. Um, it works. And, you know, I mean, the NHL is tough though. And I think, I think we're going to be competitive every night. Does that result in wins every night? It doesn't, it depends who you play. It depends uh, if you get the bounce or if you get the call and if you have the execution, is it going to be there yet? That's, that's hard to tell. You know what I mean? But we're going to definitely work at it every day. And, uh, you know, try and make it as difficult as we can to uh, <laughs> for management to to hold us back which they're not going to because they're, they're as competitive as me it's just that uh you know i'm sure everybody's looking at their shops or everybody i talk to about next year's draft and, and the top picks but once you get into an nhl season you really have to be especially at the beginning there's so much excitement you want to do well get off to a good start and i think that's what our, our focus is on that taves and kane throughout last season were kind of stubbornly clinging to the this doesn't have to take four or five years we can turn this around right away we've got talent and you were in the league for 20 years i mean you're wired that way too i'm sure yeah. do you almost have to recalibrate yourself as a coach a little bit to you still want that but you understand that that might not be the best long-term interest of the team yeah no and i think you can still stick to your plan uh, but like like I said, things change quick in this league. You can move up quick and move down quick, just as quick. So you have to watch that you don't. Colorado use forty eight points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It. But then there's other teams, even like us in Montreal, with uh, players retiring or players being injured, and then COVID unfortunately setting in. All of a sudden, you're at the top and you're in the finals, and then your first overall pick the next year. It's it, it it's it comes stumbling down fast, and it's hard to stop it. So I think the the culture and the style that I want to create is. Is the when when we hit a when we hit a lower we have a bad game I don't want it to drag on like this I want it to go back up quickly and then kind of maintain it how high how high high and long can we push that line when we're when we're doing well and then because everybody's going to come down again but we don't come down as far and not as long and we move up again and I just would like that mentality to be the guys they strive for the next day if things things don't go our way that night and, and if we can create that mentality. Again, it's going to take a while to get results in the win columns, but 
uh, you know, I mean, I'm competitive and I want that to flow through to the players. I'm sure they're all competitive, but feel comfortable to express that they're competitive. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, is it going to be three, four years? If we're lucky, maybe it is. Uh, but if it's, you know, four or five years or whatever it is, it, it might be. And I think, you know, Colorado, if you asked them a few years ago and Joe Saka kept level-headed, he didn't trade Langeskog, he didn't trade uh, McKinnon, he didn't, you know, I mean, he, he built his team the way he thought he should build it. He's, he's got a calm, uh, precise plan. And sure, got a little bit lucky. You, know, you got Kale McCarr. I think he was, was a second-round pick or first-round pick. Yeah. And, 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 and like Ottawa's pick. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, from uh, the Duchesne? Yeah. Oh, okay. And oh, wow. like you get you get one of those. You find one of those. There's players coming out every year. And it's not just the Bedards. Like, they're there, but there is other players that are going to be there that maybe people haven't heard of. And even this year, the second pick, or the guy's kind of flipping with right. Uh, soft Is it soft costume? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I ran into uh, Drake Batherson in Ottawa, and he played against him in the World Championships. He was so impressed. He's like, he is... He's big, strong, can really shoot the puck, and like impressed. So there's going to be guys that really people don't really know as much as as the other hyped up guys, and and that's I think that's what we got to hope to find in, in the draft in the next few years. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's obviously been a very difficult last 15 months or so off the ice with the Blackhawks with the Calvary situation and everything. Did that give you any pause or did you see an opportunity to really kind of make a culture in your own vision with that opportunity? Yeah, I don't think so. I think the organization has, uh, you know, handled that situation as best they could. It seems like they have a new regime in here now. They've made changes and they want to move forward with a, a new direction with new people. And Kyle's, uh, you know, added to his staff and, and brought some really great people in here. And uh, I feel blessed to be a part of that. And it's a new start. And I can't wait to be a part of that and, and, and start building. And, and it's, it's going to be tough. It's a lot of hard work. But I, I like a challenge. So You talk about the... Uh, not knowing who's going to be on the team, how it's going to affect your on ice kind of just, you know, man system or however. But do you have any general philosophies about, you know, I, I guess having covered this team the last couple of years, there was more of a man to man where, you know, you saw defensemen kind of flying around the zone and, and Derek King kind of even putting them more around the net and protecting the house. Do you, do you have any, I guess, general philosophies about how you want to defend Derek? Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's, it's really hard to play man to man in this league with, you know, if you can't give a little hook or a hold or tug when I used to play, you get away with that. Uh, it's hard because the guys are so quick and skilled and strong too. Like a McKinnon, like you know, not only is he fast, but he can spin off and just like toss you with one arm and go. Like Crosby's very similar, and 
uh, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, a zone defense, but I mean, I like it, but I have to see who we have. And, but the biggest thing for me, it all starts in, in the other, in like the other end, neutral zone. If we can have good gaps and a good F3 with backtrack from our forwards to put pressure. So there's not a lot of lateral movement from the puck or, or forwards coming at you that pushes your D back. If we can really be gap, gapped up, attack guys uh, on entry or even prior to entry um, and force them to dump it into our goaltender and hopefully we get that puck and get it out quick or turn pucks over with skilled players trying to really stubborn on laying pucks in, turning pucks over and then um, having the puck more in our possession. If we can have the puck more in our possession, we're going to have to defend less. And and again, I mentioned earlier, we have more um, energy to play offense and we're not playing defense in our zone for a minute or 80 seconds, exhausted, lucky that we got out of it, dump it out, change five guys, and they get the puck back. They're coming at us again, so the next five guys got going to deal with it again. That's not a way to play hockey, but I think, I think you got to play fast, aggressive hockey. And, and like, for me, I, I don't even mind, like, if we have a good gap and we have a good F3 and they're coming out on their left wing, I'd like, I don't mind our left uh, – our uh, left D flying right across and the other D knows and, and we practice this and he backs off it and that's killed. All the guy can do is dump it in, dump it shallowly because it's, it's before the red line, can't ice it. We either get an icing or we get the puck back at our, at our blue line and we're all together because we're tracking hard. We have five guys working together and we're going back to the offense. So flip the coin on them, not on us. Like, you know, that's what I, that's the way I, this is the NHL. You're not allowed to discuss X's and O's with reporters. <laughs> so thank you. We appreciate that. I didn't say X. I didn't say O. We don't, get, <laughs> we don't get that kind of, I appreciate it. We don't yeah. get that level of detail usually. Um, you know, Taves and Kane are entering the last year of their contracts here. What's your message to them? I know you haven't talked to me yet, but what will be the message? How do you get them to buy in both this year and potentially long-term? Well, you know, I mean, I just always take myself outside outside of the, co- the contract conversation. That's it's not my job. Uh, I definitely uh, understand where position they're in, but uh, you know that's not something I focus on as a as a coach. But for me, uh, first and foremost, the conversation with the, them is that I'm excited to work with them. I'm not like a dictator. In that. I I love feedback, uh, but at the end of the day, the coach is the coach, and and if we haven't ironed this out today, we still have to play the game plan. And that's everybody. I have to reprimand young guys for not doing things properly and, and, and correct them. I have to do the same thing to you guys. Obviously, those guys get leeway in certain areas. And they have to manage the game, the time, who they're on the ice against. If they're that veteran, and, and they are, and they're great-minded, they should see that. And they have to recognize that. So is there a time for Atchikane to really uh, dance and stuff? There, there's going to be times where, yeah, like if we have a delayed pound, that's the guy that's going out for the goaltender and he's going to be the best player on the ice and he's going to be able to make special plays. The end of a game, if it's a six on five and we need a goal, you know, I mean, we're setting up plays on face-off offensive zone face-offs, maybe a, a quick change. Uh, if it's a D zone face-off, uh, maybe a quick change. And as the goalie comes, he pops out and try and spring him. You know, I mean, that's where he does his best work. Uh, you know, end of a game, maybe a young guy's have struggling in the first half of the game. And it's not his night. Someone gets hurt. Those are the guys that I'm going to give the first opportunity to, uh, just because they've earned it to be that, get that extra ice time, get that double shift or something like that. But in the same respect, if it's a night that you're frustrated and you're showing bad body language or you're not, and they're not buying in or they're just frustrated or something, 
I got to deal with you the same as I do with the other guys, or you lose respect from here from everybody, and everybody sees it. Well, um, you just spend the next ten days just begging Kyle not to trade Alex to Rinkit. Is that the, is that, <laughs> is that the next step? Hey, I love the way I, the, the guy plays. I, I've always noticed him, and this year, what a special year! And, and I watched some video, and I was watching. Not only does he like he's he really score goals, he's a two way player, now, yeah. but he, he he tracks hard, and man, he's feisty. He's feisty in front of the net. He doesn't back down, and he's part of the. He's into the game, and he's a type of guy that I feel drags other people into that fight. And those guys, you you love those guys. So again, I don't deal with contracts, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I, if he's here, I, I can't wait to work with him. And you know, I mean, I, I love how he played from afar. So usually, those guys, when you love them from afar, they're so good that you really get to see the details in their game when you're with them, and you love them even more, like a, like a Corey Perry. I can't tell you enough about that guy. Uh, you know, you know, you knew he was great. One of the Blackhawks fans' favorite too. Let me tell you, they <laughs> love Corey Perry. I'm sure they do. They would if he came here. Let me tell you. That's, and uh, there's no like what a tough run for him. Like yeah. three years in a row, the Stanley Cup final. He's so competitive. Uh, days off, we told the guys we don't want him in the playoffs, semifinal. We don't even want to see guys at the ice. He's there. He's riding the bike. He's got those blow up things on his legs that uh, flush out. Uh, like, he does everything to. If you're talking about squeezing the last drop out of a uh, out of a lemon, that's Corey Perry. All right. Well, I know you got about a million people to meet yeah. here, so uh, I got to be wine and dine for the uh, next probably rest of the week here. Hey, so, I, 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 and looking for a house to live. That's that's the next <laughs> minor, detail, minor, minor detail. Minor detail. Minor detail. So it's quite a housing market out there. Good luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. Act <laughs> fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Nice to meet you. Just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lads and Powers. This is Scott Powers with Mark Lazarus. We're the uh, special special edition of the podcast. The uh, Blackhawks announced uh, Luke Richardson as our head coach today, and we're live from the Blackhawks we're in some fancy room above the Blackhawk store. I don't know what's going on here. I, I expect to be waited on hand and foot while we're here. Like, can you imagine the rent on this place? I mean, Thanks, being guys. right on the river. Thanks, Kyle. There's Kyle Davidson just joined the podcast very briefly. <laughs> it's Jamie Faulkner joining the podcast. There's Danny Wirtz. Everyone, join the podcast. Come on down. <laughs>